Thank you for tuning into a Centerpoint Church message. Our mission is to help you take the next step in your relationship with God. We hope this message achieves that and inspires you to both grow in your faith and live it out today. Enjoy. Morning. Welcome to Centerpoint Church. My name is Aaron Master. I'm a pastor here. If you got the email from me this week, our newsletter, you heard I'm sticking to a timer today. I'm sticking to a timer and I'm limiting this talk to 31 minutes. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. You might be like, 31 minutes? That's a long time. That's a long sermon. Well, if you've been coming here for a long time, that would be a short sermon of mine. So you're welcome. Again, I'm limiting to 31 minutes. I got a timer right here. I'm starting it. Uh, Anyone here, though, having a hard time maybe just believing it's Sunday already? Like, it was just the start of the weekend, it feels like. You had big plans, you had projects planned, you have this this optimistic look where you plan to run the errands, get the projects done. Lately, I've been realizing that, like, electrical work and plumbing work, like, half the battle is, like, finding the right stuff. It takes forever. But maybe for you, it's been, like, the weekend you were set to clean the house and you just ran out of time, or to clean the garage, or do that bit of spring cleaning, or you wanted to go out to dinner or check out Fat Joe's, as I mentioned last week. Uh, Maybe you wanted to read that new book, or try that new recipe, or check out that new place, have a friend over, get the deck ready or the lawn ready for the summer. And as the days and the weekend went on, your time just ran out, right? You're like, it's Sunday already. If that's not you, maybe it's realizing that it's already April in 2023. Like, we are already a third of the way through this year. Taxes were due last week already, like crazy, which FYI, if you didn't do that, that's a problem. So, like, get get on that, but this is your warning. (laughs) But we aren't in a new year anymore. Time is flying. Maybe for you, you still think it's like, It's the 2000s. Like, yeah, it's just the 2000s. It's early. Like, anyone like me, like, when you see, like, oh, it's made in 2000s, you instantly think, it can't be that old. It can't be that old. Yet that could be over 20 years old. 20 years old. Things of the early 2000s are antiques now. Uh, Who remembers like this? Anybody have a razor back in the day? Who still uses a razor? Anybody? Oh, no one. Okay. Uh, What a... I think these are like gigabats or something like that. These were 2000s. How about this one? CDs, right? Like making a mixtape. How about this one? Anybody have these? These were amazing. These were amazing until you lost one. This was the first fidget spinner of the 2000s, right? Like literally, like that was what it was. Sit and reach. Anybody remember sit and reach? I don't think they do that anymore in schools. How about this? We used to have alarm clocks. I still use an alarm clock. I believe in an alarm clock. How about this one? Game Boys, right? That was like a 2000 thing. Yeah, there's tons of things where it was like in the 2000s. I remember all those things. Yet time flies. Maybe all you're hearing me say right now is you're old. Is maybe what you're hearing me say because you weren't made in the 2000s. That is not my intention at all to call you out on that. But let's be real for a moment. In the early 2000s, you were a teen or a young adult or a middle-aged adult. So that means today, you're not. You're not. You're not in your teens. You're not 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s anymore. Add like two decades to that and that's what you are today. (laughs) Yikes again. Time flies. As time passes and flies by, if you were to reflect on what you've done in your life, What would you say has been the most important thing? 
It's kind of a weird question, but it's a real question. What is the most important thing for you to do in life? Is it to be kind? Is it to, be, uh, to graduate or be successful or make money or have kids or get married or visit the world or have fun, get that lake house or get the car? What is most important for you to do in life? Have you done it yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Depending on where you are at in life and what we've done, this most important thing tends to change, right? It tends to change. But there's something that I feel a Christian must prioritize. It's Matthew 6, It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Have you pursued the kingdom of God and his righteousness first? On Easter, we started talking about the legacy that Jesus left behind as this person who defeated death. But not only that, but he made a way for us to defeat death as well and have eternity in heaven with him one day. It's through a relationship with him. Do you have that? Have you had one? Like, have you pursued that before? Jesus, he left this legacy that lasts forever. No matter what we acquire or build or do here on earth, we unfortunately will not have anything here that lasts forever. We can't take anything with us. The Bible says this in 1 Timothy 6, 7, After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave. Yet if I'm the pushback on this writer here, it's Paul who's writing this. So I would never like dare to do this in person. Like, Paul, I think you're wrong. No. Um, but if I was to push back on this a little bit, I think the one thing that we can bring with us to eternity that is currently here as well is other people. Other people. It's the one thing that we can spend time trying to do to take with us to eternity. And this month's message series, Legacy, has been talking about how we can do that well. So far, we've talked about using our personal influence and leadership to encourage and speak up and lead others to connect with Jesus, using the, the people we have influence over. And we saw that we all influence someone. Today, we're talking about time. Time is this ticking timer. I got 25 minutes still. I already went through five minutes. But time, as healthy living individuals, it's pretty much our most valuable, non-renewable resource. Money, you can make more of it. Influence, you can acquire more of it and grow it. Stuff, you can replace. But time, as in the literal amount of hours, months, days, years you have here on earth, is limited. And there's no way to gain more of it. And honestly, it's unknown for all of us of how much we actually have here. Life could end instantly. So again, if we ask the question that we started with, what is most important for you to accomplish in life? I don't know about you, but, but if you believe in God and you believe there is an eternity that exists, I get this is kind of a selfish answer, but it's real. But for me, it's ensuring I'm going to heaven. It's ensuring I'm going to heaven. Like on Easter, we talked about this rope that we have here. We talked about how, like how if this was to represent your, your life here on earth and eternity, it goes on forever, right? Like this is, heaven goes on forever. Yet your time here is so small. It's so limited. It would be like this and then eternity, right? So it goes on forever, yet we spend so much time thinking about here, now, life right in this moment, Forever is way longer than this, right? Than our 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years here on earth. Especially when you see it in that perspective. Like, 
making a decision that lasts eternity or nevertheless gets you into eternity matters. It matters infinitely. Have you sought that out or have you gone after it or figured out if you have it? The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. When you do these things, you will be saved from permanent death that is available to anyone to to escape this permanent death. And if you're not sure where you land on that, that is what I would say is your time priority number one today. That's what I hope you leave with today. I mean, if you don't believe in God or eternity, I get why maybe it's not like, of urgent need to think about or of importance to you, you can just show up here, listen, take something in, take off, never think about it again. But if part of you does believe in God, or even the littlest part of you believes there could be life after death, shouldn't it be immensely important? Especially if it's that long, right? I think absolutely. If you're unsure about where you land on that type of stuff or spiritual things or eternity or not sure what you believe, let's meet. I I at least would love to give you some resources that you can seek out on your own, at least, at the very least. But then from there, as today's message is different than that. That That was Easter. That was kind of a recap of Easter. But as we go into today's message, the next most important thing that pops into my mind that you are to do here or accomplish here on earth is do what you can to ensure people you love are headed to eternal life. Because when we get our friends, our family members, even just our acquaintances exposed to the possibility of heaven, we not only leave this eternal legacy, but we also give them access to the greatest gift, right? Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The free gift of eternal life from God, exposing people to that, could be the greatest gift you could leave someone. I get they sometimes don't want it, And you absolutely can't force it on anyone. But with that end goal in mind, what are you doing about it? For the people you love, your family, your community, for the people around you, what are you doing about it? That last, that last one, the people around you, God doesn't want you just to care about the people that you love or that you know. He wants you to care about all. Jesus tells us the greatest thing we are to do is love God and love others. In Matthew, it says this, like Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. So if we are to love people, and if it's this eternal, lasting gift, or in my mind, the greatest gift ever, wouldn't exposing people to God be the most loving thing we could possibly do. Like taking some of our time and point people to getting closer to it. What does that look like for you to do that? Who do you know needs to hear about God? What people group is God calling you towards to to reach? What are you doing that's loving, that's leading people to the gift of eternal life? With all this said, as we sit here today, knowing this and knowing we have limited time, Do you know how much time you have left to reach them? Do you know how much time they have left to hear it from you, potentially? There was a movie that came out in the 2000s. We're visiting like the 2000s for a couple things today. Um, And the movie was called In Time, and it had Justin Timberlake in it. Did anyone see it? 
No one in this room saw. Okay, okay, a couple of people. Thank you for thank you for sharing that you did. Actually, it was it was a pretty good. It was it was an okay movie. It was an okay movie, but the concept behind it was riveting to think about. The movie has a world that is set up where time, like literally the ticking of time itself, is what you lived by. You can live life forever if you collect more time, enough for yourself. It's this currency that you can get more of and spend it. It kind of shows off your wealth if you have a lot of time. But when your ticking time runs out, you're out. You die. So here's a little trailer of the movie and it kind of explains it a bit better than me. Check it out. Allow me to introduce my mother-in-law, Clara, my wife, Michelle, and my daughter, Sylvia. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the rest? Never met the quota. My units are up from last week. So is the quota. Just want something to wake up with more time on my hand than hours in the day. How old are you? 28. I'm 105. But the day comes when you've had enough. If you had as much time as I have, what would you do with it? I sure as hell wouldn't waste it. So if today you were to have time counting down on your arm as shown in the scene, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? Have you sought the kingdom of God above all else, personally? Have you reached out to your loved ones to get them connected? Are you loving others, the people you don't know, by trying to get them closer to God for eternity's sake? Like, are you bringing up the topic at least, asking what someone believes and where they're going to spend eternity? If I'm going to be honest with you about where I'm personally at with this, I would have to confess, I don't think I'm very good at this. I'm not very good at this. And I don't prioritize it. I don't see my opportunity to do so with limited time. Now, you might be hear this and you might be like, you're a pastor. You're a pastor, like this is what you get paid to do, is to tell people about God and get them into eternal life, right? So you get to share like how to follow Jesus every week. How is that possible that you are not good at that? I mean, I do get to do that on Sundays. And y'all are like experiencing this on Sundays, but like y'all are kind of like preaching to the choir. Like you're, you showed up to church, you're at least here, like it's, it's amazing. But I'm horrible with this with my friends, my family members, my, my people that I, I interact with. Regardless of what you think, you might be thinking like, you're still a bad pastor if you're not doing this. Regardless of what you think, I don't think I'm doing what I can on my end because I kind of want to be a normal dude. I kind of want to be a normal dude and I don't even know what normal is these days, right? It's kind of, kind of off, but like, I don't want to come across as this Bible pusher all the time with my family. I want to just be a normal friend. I want to just be at a family gathering. I want to just enjoy life. I don't want people to run from me thinking, oh, here comes the buzzkill. Here comes the pastor. But the reason I don't do this as often, as in share who God is as often and share eternity, is I don't feel the pressure. I don't feel the pressure, the countdown, the limitedness of my time, nor the limited time of the people in my life. I don't feel the pressure to share with my friends or my family members and, or, or even the people I bump into. I think I have time. I have time to share, to ask. Sometimes 
what I need to do is just the simplistic question of like, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus? Like, why don't you come to church? Or why don't you practice faith? Like, I'm just curious. If I'm 100% real with you, I don't do that. I beat around the bush. I do. I beat around the bush kind of trying to ask leading questions, but never that direct. It's usually like, what do you guys do on Sunday mornings? I never see you on Sunday mornings. What are you guys up to these days? But it doesn't ever, when I ask that question, it doesn't ever get to the meat of it, of what I'm asking. Even five, ten years of doing this with others, this is still my approach, and I'm very unsuccessful with it. But I also don't want to change to the other extreme of being this sign-holding, hell-condemning friend or family member. But my beating around the bush is literally still beating after years of doing it with some individuals in my life. And the reason it really hasn't changed is I haven't felt the pressure. I haven't felt the pressure. I have family members who I, I know aren't Christians. They're on my mind, but I don't bring it up to them directly. I have friends who I, I don't really know where they land on faith things, and I, and I want them in eternity, but I haven't explicitly asked them where they're at. There are people who I know don't know Jesus, but I let them go on their way. In my mind, I think the right moment will come. It'll come. The opportunity for conversation with them will pop up. One of these days, it'll happen. But just like the weekend flies by, the years, my life, their life, flies by too. So what if we had the pressure? I want to try something kind of weird that I think will leave a lasting point for you. What if I gave you, or specifically like your family, my hosts are going to come down now, and they're going to bring some timers to you, and they're going to give you your timer. They're going to kind of pass that off to your family right now, so they'll come down and pass out the timers, um, and you can take one, and it's counting down. Your time is counting down, actually, on the timer. Now, it's not like a prophetic thing or anything like, this is how much time you actually have left to live. Nothing, it's nothing weird like that, but, but let's say this is what you have left for time, exactly what's on these timers. So Take one of these timers with you. you can, the timer is going. You can stop it if you'd like. But they might go off during the service. They might go off during the service. And what I hope this number represents for you is the potential minutes, hours, days, years that you have left. What would you do with it? Would you feel pressure? Would you do something different personally in your faith? Who would you feel the pressure to evangelize to and not beat around the bush with to leave a legacy of getting them closer to Christ so they maybe end up in heaven one day? As you're getting your timers, we might even hear some pop go off during the service. That's okay. But it's a reminder of us that time is running out. So what I want to do for our rest of our time is I want to give us three things the Bible implies is a meaningful use of our time, especially when it comes to getting others closer to Jesus. Because if we want to leave a legacy that lasts, using our time for God and others is one substantial tool we have to reach them. So the first thing that we need to do to use our time wisely and for others is take time to see each day as a gift. Psalm 31:15, my future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. When you see that each day on earth is a gift from God, that your future is in God's hands, and that each day is something that he gives you, he grants you, your urgency and value of your current life, your day-to-day -day life, it changes. Because when it's something you don't expect, or when you don't feel entitled to it, or, or whatever it maybe is, you respect it more. 
You respect it more. You use it wisely. You use it to its fullest. You are more willing to act on the limitedness of opportunities because a gift is never expected. It's a gift. How do you actually get yourself to start doing that, to see each day as a gift? For you, maybe it's understanding the fragility of life and being in awe that you're still here. You still have today. Maybe for you, it's choosing to humble yourself to God like, and never be expectant of what's to come. Maybe for you, it's being thankful for another day every morning you wake up, waking up with gratitude. When we do these things, it makes us prioritize the things that we feel we need to address and do each day. When each day is a gift and tomorrow's not expected, you will do and you will say what is most important to you. You will use your time wisely. The second thing that we can do to use our time for God is, is give time to God. Give time to God. We talked about, about this a little bit at Easter, but in order to actually help others get closer to God, to know God, you need to be close to God. You need to know God. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How do you lead someone to the path if you aren't even on it? Or you don't even know God's word. Or you don't even know what God wants or what's important to God. God created you to give him glory. If you aren't giving him glory by taking time to be a part of what God has instituted to help guide your faith so that you can ultimately guide others, you're missing the mark. God has given us commands on things to do. Some, some things that are fun, some things that aren't super fun per se. But they're from God, meant to help you stand out doing things for him. Things like opportunities to connect with him in worship, where you sing, where you're silent, where you're just reflecting on how good God is. Maybe for you, it's, it's parts of your day where you just spend time with God. You set it aside and you just spend time with God. Maybe for you, it's church. Like God wants you to be a part of a church community of believers. To not do so is to dismiss what Jesus desired for his followers. I get I'm preaching to the choir on this point because you're here, you're at church, right? But those online people, I'm talking to them today, those online people, like God wants you to be connected. God also doesn't want you just to show up on a Sunday service either. Just show up for an hour. He wants you to be encouraged and be a part of a community of other people so that you're encouraged for life to continue doing what he wants. God wants you to give. He, he knows money has its hooks on us. God wants you to support his church, to witness to the world that it's important to set something aside, to give something up for God. What are you waiting for if that's you on that one? Maybe it's giving your time. God wants you to passionately pursue his mission by giving your time to him and serving. Whether it's serving to help make his church happen so that you can own being a part of a community, of being part of an outreach, or being a part of a mission team somewhere. Are you doing these things? What others see you doing means more than what you say sometimes. There's a famous quote, right? Like, actions speak louder than words. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it before. But a parallel to it that I think is even more meaningful is sometimes inaction speaks louder than both. Sometimes inaction speaks louder than both. What if today you took this timer and you set it for three minutes to read your Bible each day? What if you, you set a timer to pray for one minute? What if it's, you wake up in the morning on Sunday and you, you know you got to get to church in 30 minutes, so you set it for 15, so you have enough time to get to church on time, right? That could be amazing. These are ideas to just to get you going. 
on your personal journey with God. But you can't guide others, help others, or be a resource to others, or really even stand out to others without your own personal relationship with God. You need to give time to God. All right, so we're about like half at halftime, and not really in the time because I got eight minutes left here, so I'm a little nervous about that. But for these first two points, um, we literally have done nothing for others quite yet. Yet without doing these, we have nothing to give to others. We have no sense of urgency, no growing representation of God in our own lives. Today, that might be all you need to work on is those two. As we go into these next two, now we're starting to do things for others. The third one is, is be present in others' lives. That should be how you spend your time. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourself. Don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. I'm a parent of two right now, and I love my kids to death. But sometimes I just need some daddy time. I do. I need some errand time. I I really do. And it's easy to start going down this path where I start to seek my own interests over theirs. Like, not in a bad way where I, like, neglect them and leave them home for more than just, like, an hour or two. Kidding. Kidding. But there are some times I don't want to be alert as a parent. I just don't. Diapers, changing, changing of clothes, the laundry, making dinner, cleaning up, the whining. Like, Cleaning up the 50th spill of the day. Like literally milk gets spilt in our house every stinking day. And honestly, it's not just the kids even. Like it's the arguments and conflicts that like my wife and I have sometimes. I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to be alert to it. Frustration when things aren't coming easy or when things aren't relaxing on the weekend. Uh, when things like I have to compromise the things. I don't want to do that sometimes. It's the grocery shopping, the cleaning, the bills. I wish I could fast forward on some of these things. And just hit the highlights. There was another movie that kind of created a mental image of what this maybe would look like for me. It's called Click. Has anyone seen this movie? Where are my movie watchers? Come on, you guys got to watch more movies. All right, thank you. A couple people. I'm bringing back the 2000s again. But the concept of this movie was this dad or this husband could fast forward the dull moments, right? So like if he's got this remote and he can pause, fast forward, rewind different moments. So it's like... The craziness at home. The dog taking forever outside. It's the boss, like, frustrating you, and you have control, right? And then, like, what happens, though, is it gets stuck in this fast-forward, like, of him skipping things, and he realizes he's missing out on things. He's missing out on, like, some of the interactions, the things, and really getting to know people. And what happens is so much time split, uh, slips by that he kind of gets stuck and he like hops to his son's wedding and he doesn't really know what was going on. So what happens is he shows up to the wedding and he's in awe. He's in shock because he doesn't really know the people. He's been kind of numb, not interacted with others. Um, wedding cake. <laughs> wedding cake. Okay, where's the groom? Show your face. Hi, Dad. <laughs> ben, I didn't miss my son's wedding. Wow, this is terrific, buddy. Who's the lucky lady? <laughs> Very funny, Mr. Newman. <laughs> and then it finally gets to kind of his deathbed scene, right? So, like, he's, he's, his family's around him. They're wishing that they had more time with him. He's wishing he had more time with them when he realizes it's gone. And he's passed.
Where am I? You're in Bed Bath and Beyond. And he realizes it's a dream, right? It's all a dream. I think this is the only Adam Sandler movie that had ever made it dusty in the room for me or for anyone. <laughs> but for this movie or for this clip of just seeing some of these scenes, maybe this is the wake up you needed today. All of you have times like this. Honestly, a lot of life is those quick, amazing highs, those high moments, and then it's also those long, waiting, build up, and grind to get to those high moments. The question is, will you use the not-so-fun moments to be present? I think instead of a remote for us, it's our phones. It's our phones. Like, I feel like a broken record about talking about phones and how distracting it is for us and how much we miss with them. I get, like, maybe if you feel that way, like, Aaron, you keep talking about that. But I say it because it's me. I'm guessing it's you too. There's a parenting book that my wife and I, we've been reading together, and they state this. They state, the days are long, but the years are short. I only have a three-year-old, but I feel that way already. Our time in between the highlights, the amazing moments, the big day, the graduation, the marriages, the vacations, the time in between all of that is the time we have, and it's the time we tend to waste. It's the time where we shouldn't be talking about the weather. It's not the time to be silent. It's not the time to be complicit or to avoid or to wait or to beat around the bush. It's the time to be fully present this is the time to put yourself out there before it's too late. I have two minutes left. I might get caught off here. There's a time when Jesus felt this urgency to heal and witness to a man. It says this in John 9, 4. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. There will be a time when our time is up. Night comes. Whether that time being up for you, your friend, the other person God put in your life for a chance to declare to God who he is to them. Don't be in a spot wondering, regretting, beating around the bush. Did I declare to that person? Did I give them an opportunity? Did I share with them? Don't wonder that. And just like that, my time's almost up. And like that time will be up for me in just a minute here, I don't want to guess and wonder, did I declare Jesus? Did I declare eternity to the people I love, to the people in my life? Even specifically for this message, if I'm thinking about this message, I have to ask, did I use my time wisely in this message right now? Or did I beat around the bush too long? Building my message, waiting for the right moment, the right like build up. I don't want that for you. So put yourself out there before time is up. I wanted to say more about how you could do this, well, my time's up. I got 30 seconds. I hope that doesn't happen for you where you run out of time. I hope you don't run out of time to reach your loved ones. Would you pray with me as I close us and ask for God to guide us in using our time wisely by seeing each day as a gift, by giving time to him so that we can be our ultimately our best selves, be present in others' lives, and put ourselves out there. If you want God to guide you in that and help you in that, would you pray with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for just giving us direction on how we can use our time wisely. God, I just pray that we continue to use our time and not beat around the bush. God, we, we want to pursue you. So right now, that might be what we need to leave with, is pursuing you, going after you, not, not waiting, 
Or God, some of us right now, are, we know that person in our lives that we need to pursue. Not talk about the weather anymore, but actually talk about where they're going to end up in eternity. And talk about at least where we stand with that so that we can put ourselves out there. Help us do that this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.